This episode has been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. You are invited to attend their open house on November 10th to discover what makes Heschel special. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. That's Toronto, H-E-S-C-H-E-L dot org. That's what it sounded like on May 3rd of this year, just five months ago, and that was our first episode of the CJN Daily. And we reported on the Mount Moron tragedy in Israel that had just happened when tens of thousands of ultra-Orthodox worshippers crowded near the grave of a famous rabbi on the holiday of Lagba Omer, and there was a stampede and two Canadians, originally from Montreal, were killed. That was our first episode. This one is our 100th episode. It's a milestone. And we've covered everything from why there's a shortage of wacky mac in Canada to the war between Israel and Hamas in May to the anniversary of the MS St. Louis and the anti-Semitism summit that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau convened in July. So the CJN Daily is really what Jewish Canada sounds like. Because I feel that from coast to coast and around the world, Canadian Jews are interesting. We're just 400,000 strong, but we are the fourth largest Jewish community in the world. And there's always something to talk about. And you know, this year in particular, we've had a lot of hard and important things to talk about. There's COVID, anti-Semitism, anti-Israel rhetoric, both online and on campus. And with all the community centers closed and the synagogues doing things by Zoom because of social distancing... The CJN Daily has been serving as your vital dose of in-depth Jewish information by me and others who are telling these stories in a new way through podcasting. So I want to thank you for being loyal listeners and for coming along on this journey to our 100th show. But we're just getting started. And today, in honor of reaching 100, I thought we'd do something special. So I threw a podcasting party and invited all the other podcasters who do shows on the CJN Podcast Network. The Jewish podcasting before this often was very instructional, very sagey, very, you know, we're Jewish people, let's discuss this issue. Uh, it, would it be bad to say it was very rabbinical? Yes. Hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, November 1st, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. like all those behind-the-scenes documentaries about how films are made? Well, here are some of my behind-the-scenes secrets about the CJN Daily. First of all, I actually wanted to call the show something else. If you listen all the way to the end, you'll find out what it was. Secondly, I've been a radio broadcaster and foreign correspondent for over 40 years, and I even taught podcasting to hundreds of students. But I had no idea how hard it was to actually make one myself. Now, thanks to my producer, Victoria Redden, and the executive producer, Michael Freeman. We do one for you every day, Monday to Thursday, and it gets published at 4 a.m. Toronto time. One more secret. I record all the interviews on Zoom, and I record the episodes, too, all in my studio, which my sons built for me inside my clothes closet in my bedroom at home in Richmond Hill, Ontario. We launched during COVID, so no fancy studios were open, but it's worked out pretty well. You'd be surprised to learn where my colleagues who do podcasts for the CJN Podcast Network record their shows because of COVID. And you'll get to hear from them and me coming up as I have the hosts of Bonjour Chai, Yechupitzville, The Menschwarmers, and Rivkush. And we've got a rollicking discussion for you about how we chose the names for the shows, who's the biggest guest we wanted to book, 
and why Jewish Canada is having its moment in podcasting. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm David Sklar in Calgary, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Speaking of Alberta, a prominent Jewish scientist has been awarded the highest civilian medal in the province of Alberta for his years of work in the biomedical field. Dr. Cyril Kay just turned 90, and he was also awarded a medal as part of the Alberta Order of Excellence. He's an emeritus professor at the University of Alberta. And according to the citation, he spent 60 years and more researching biomedical questions about proteins. He's already a member of the Order of Canada. The award was announced October 8th. My friend Michael Brook is an award-winning Canadian author. He's also a magazine and a book publisher. But a few years ago, Michael wanted a career change. So he went to work at a local Jewish funeral home in Toronto. Michael heard hundreds of eulogies, and he wondered how these stories will be passed on to future generations. So he decided to create a new memoir company. It's called Time for My Story. It's about the insights and wisdom and stories you want to share with family and friends before it's too late. As Michael says, a memoir book is an investment in your family and in their memories. It also makes a truly remarkable gift. In honor of November being Holocaust Education Month, a portion of all proceeds from Time for My Story orders will be donated to fighting anti-Semitism. For a free half-hour consultation, please email Michael. Visit timeformystory.com to learn more. The link is in our show notes. The CJN Daily is just one of the half-dozen podcasts now hosted by the CJN's Podcast Network. Maybe you already listened to some of the other ones, but if not, here's your chance to meet up with the hosts. Ralph ben Mergi hosts Yechubitzville about small-town Jews. Rivka Campbell hosts Rivkush about Jews of color. And today is her birthday, so happy birthday, Rivka. The Menschwarmers are Gabe Pulver and James Hirsch, two Canadians who talk about Jews in sports. And Bonjour Chai's trio of hosts are Rabbi Avi Feingold in Montreal, Alana Zakon in Toronto, and the newest member is David Sklar from Calgary. I did invite Lara Lebo of a few of my favorite Jews, but she wasn't available. So those who were available all join me now, together with executive producer Michael Freeman and my producer, Victoria Redden. The question for everyone is, how did you come up for the name for your show? And was it your first choice? So bonjour hires, take it away. That would be an Avi question. Um, yeah, I think that we... In the early days, so this is almost a year ago by now, we've been batting around, like, what are we going to call this thing? Um, you know, our tagline now, Frozen Chosen, was actually one of the contenders. Um, we had, like, we were throwing, like, what kind of, like, Jewish and Canadian things that we can intersect and overlap. And uh, at some point, there was something with language that showed up. We were like, oh, bonjour, hi, bonjour, hi. And uh, that's the one that kind of stuck that had universal appeal that we were asking people. And every time I would say, oh, we're doing this show, like, we, we got a title. And they're like, oh, yeah, finally, what is it? I'm like, well, I'm not really supposed to talk about it, but like, what do you think? Bonjour, hi. Like, oh, yeah, I love it. So um, kind of stuck. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that's where we ran with it. All right. Now, Ralph, I can barely pronounce it properly. So how did the name come up for your podcast? Uh, I had almost nothing to do with it. Uh, we had an idea uh, and we were just thinking about this idea of doing a show about Jews who don't live in Toronto or Montreal or, you know, just Jews who just live in Canada and different places. It's a, a word that actually is the reverse of what it used to mean. It used to be that if you were in the shtetls and, you know, the pale of settlement in the Ukraine, Yehopitsville was Kiev. If you were going to Kiev, that was going to Yehopitsville. 
now, if you're going to you know, Bathurst and Clark, that's Yehopitzville. If you're going to Kamloops, that's Yehopitzville. So it's been reversed, but we've had fun with it. We should bring in Menschwarmers because honestly, that is literally the best name ever for Jewish sports. So, so how did you guys come up with a name? Thank you. Uh, I think that the credit goes to Gabe. Um, we were just having lunch one day and, and, you know, had this idea for the Jewish podcast. And I think, you know, free, free wheel and some jazz, uh, not unlike what we do on our, on our pod. And, and Gabe came up with Menschwarmers. So far, I think the name is pretty much entirely how we get guests to appear on the show. Yeah, people people's reaction is typically, oh, that's hilarious. And and I think does quickly convey, um, you know, that this is a sports show, sort of, and definitely a Jewish one. And I, I, I don't think we had anything else that was sort of on the back burner. Um, I, I did some research, Gabe, into our past emails about it. And I think the only other contender was Full Court Perez. Um, but uh, <laughs> for various reasons, we didn't use that. And I think I think for good reason, we didn't use that. So, um, yeah, we'll always be the mentors. Awesome. And Rivka, uh, your name is your name. <laughs> Tell us my how name, that happened. How my, did you my name is my name. So um, I, it's, it's actually a nickname. It's a term of endearment. It's an Israeli term of endearment. So like we have, you know, in Yiddish, we have Rivkala, which sometimes people call me Rivkala. And they say it just like that. I'm also called Ricky. Um, but in Israel and my equal other, I'm Rif Kush. So I kind of got used to, you know, hey, Rif Kush, yes. And even went as far as to have a, my license plate says Rif Kush. And so in the back of my head, I always thought that's gonna be the name of whatever I do. And we weren't sure if Rif Kush would resonate because it is so culturally specific, right? You know, it's, it's Israeli and with people, not to mention, let me tell you, some people have stopped me asking me if it has anything to do with marijuana when they see my license plate. So that's an unexpected consequence of the name Rif Kush. <laughs> um, so guys, what is, we'll start with uh, Mench Warmers again, the best story you've done that you like the most. Um, I, I think one of my one of my favorite ones that we did in the previous iteration was um, we did an episode all about non-Jewish athletes who have embraced different elements of Judaism. Um, for example, uh, Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors has a Hebrew tattoo on his arm. Um, wide receiver Antonio Brown owns a house in, or at least owned a house in Miami that has a synagogue in it. Um, I believe that was just because the previous owner had built one there and he had said some funny things about that. That, that was that was a fun one. There were all kinds of weird, you know, little um I don't know, appropriations of Jewish culture that have been taken on by those athletes. Um, that was a good one. I think, um, I don't know, one of my favorite Jewish sports stories of the last several years was was more personal of just when the Raptors won and Larry Tannenbaum grabbed the uh, grabbed the championship trophy and yelled Chagba while lifting it up like it was a Torah. That was pretty great. What sure. about you, Ralph? What was your favorite so far uh, or most fun story that you've done for Yehobitzville? Well, I, I kind of like it when there's more than one person in the show uh, at times. So, Michael, do you have one you like? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I was going to actually help you out there. Uh, the, we recorded one with a, a guy who runs a deli uh, in oh, BC. Yeah. Um, and then two days after that, my computer died uh, <laughs> and I lost the recording. So he has yeah. a deli, Buzzies, on Salt Spring Island. So we did this interview and it was great. It was a fun interview. And then Michael calls me. He emails me and goes, uh, my computer died. Uh, can you do that again? And I said, you know, I don't think it'll be very good if I do it again. It'll all be kind of contrived. Uh, but I said, I do know Zane Kaplansky, who's also lives on Vancouver Island up in Tofino. So why don't we just have both of them on? And these guys had a smoked meat love fest 
Like they were talking about this as if it was, you know, the greatest modern art possible to great to, to make a great brisket. And I, I just got out of the way and let them jam on being deli guys. And that was a lot of fun, I have to say. Okay. Um, Rivka, best story that you've done, the most fun so far. One that I had to contain myself was Rain Pryor because, you know, I'm the generation that grew up with Richard Pryor, who I wasn't really allowed to listen to. But nonetheless, you know, he, he's an icon. Right. And I also remember Rain from when she did the TV show and I kind of low key stalk her on Facebook. And I'm telling you, the first when I think Michael said that you would never guess that we didn't know each other before because it was like running into my sister from another mister. And it was just an amazing conversation, the two of us. And I just, you know, once I got over the fangirl gushing, which was really hard, <laughs> it was it was fun. I thought that um, Rain Pryor was a big get. So let's ask uh, the Bonjour High people, you know, what was your most fun episode? Whether it's a big get, you just mm. had one, which is a huge get for you. But was that your most fun? That one was really fun. That might have been the most fun in terms of fun, in terms of great episodes. I feel like there's been so many. Well, seeing as how I was only on one episode, I just had my first one last week. I think that's the only one I could really say. I could talk about hopeful ones, but it was with Mark Oppenheimer last week. Well, David, what was your favorite one that you heard, like as a Ooh. listener, before you oh. even said to yourself, oh, maybe I could be the next voice of Bonjour High when you were listening to them? What was your, the one that said, hooked you in and said, oh, this is, this is a really great show? Uh, the Rivka were... Campbell one, the Rivka Campbell one. I, I was going to say, if it was the men's one, you know, one, that's, that's the one. one. That's, totally <laughs> you know. too. that's so cool that everyone's listening to everybody else's podcasts. Um, and I think that brings us to a topic which we should uh, all weigh in on if or whoever wants to go, which is, you know, look what we're doing that's never been done in Canada before telling these J Canadian Jewish stories, you know. Uh, what do you make of the importance of your job and your mission to your audience? Anybody can weigh in. Uh, well, I, I can speak to that a little bit. I think, um, you know, mentors, we're, we're doing something that's a little, um, I would say, uh, unserious at times and, and, and not as important as, as other things and uh, things that other people might be doing. You know, it's, I don't it's, agree. I don't agree with that. I'd you, like you to don't say agree that our with podcast that, is extremely that, serious 150 percent of the time. That's fine. I, I think the stakes are low. How about that? The stakes are relatively low when it comes to sports, but we've always said that our mission is sort of um, changing the way that Jews think of athletics and Jewish athletics and, and Jewish Jewish athletes. And you know, it, it's all it all comes from that that same old joke from the movie Airplane about uh, you know a, a light reading, a thin plant pamphlet about uh, you know the famous Jews in sports and wanting to you know change the way Jews think of themselves in that regard. That you know Jews can do anything, can be anything, and um, I, I don't know the the idea of, of Jewish people as being um, physically weaker or something like that, uh, is, is outdated and silly. One thing I'd like to top up on that, uh, if anyone wants to go back and listen to our, uh, interview we had with Edmonton Oilers, uh, player, Zach Hyman, um, he talks a lot about his responsibility as being a leader in the Jewish community. Uh, and it's a really interesting conversation not to give too many spoilers, but I think that speaks to James point well of sort of, uh, uh, uh taking your job very seriously as being, uh, uh, you know, representative of something different about Jews. What I like is the Jewish podcast thing before this often was very instructional, very sagey, very, you know, we're Jewish people, let's discuss this issue. 
Uh, it, would it be bad to say it was very rabbinical? Yes. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> like you're describing our show. Yeah, no, yeah, but I mean, I, I, what I like about it is this energy. Like in these podcasts, we're talking as people who happen to be Jewish, who happen to be engaged in society. So I like that. And I like that, you know, that there's uh, different age groups throughout the podcast and all of that. So, yeah, that, for me, that's the cool part. We as Jews and Canadian Jews have a unique perspective and that while I wanted to cover stories that were of interest to lots of people, I wanted to represent this idea of what did it mean um, for the approach to be something that was uniquely Canadian, right? Not just the stories that are coming up that are Canadian, but what angle as Canadians are we asking ourselves, what is it that we're bringing to the table about this story that um, gives Canadian Jews a voice on the you know, larger stage? Listen, last thing. Who do you want to get on your shows that you haven't got yet? Let's put it out. I'm going to start. Seth Rogen, you're ignoring me. Why? I've been after you for five months. Please respond. Can I go next? Can I go next? Because this is a mission. Y'all need to connect, especially you all in sports. You need to get me Drake. Aubrey Graham. <laughs> if you, if you have his number. Drake. If I have his number. I know where the man lives, but I don't want to be arrested. So <laughs> is Kanye. That was the whole problem. We you should know. ask Kanye. Seriously. You got to get me Drake. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think our, our dream guest has always been to get Larry Tannenbaum on. Um, we, I would say the, the two Larrys are a big one. Larry Tannenbaum, we want to have on as a guest, talk about Toronto sports, everything involved in that. And then um, Larry David, just we want to play golf with him. What if we try to get William Shatner on before he goes on his final, final frontier? Yeah, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility, given the deep spiritual nature of the individual, but I still think it's not impossible to get Leonard Cohen on our show. Um, but, Resurrected you know, from the dead. <laughs> We'll have to okay. figure that one out. Um, Another level. I would really like to get Dara Horn on. Uh, people uh, love dead Jews. That's eminently doable. I bet you we can. Oh get no, it that one's definitely doable. <laughs> I, this is not like an aspirational. I'm like, I would. I just would love to have a conversation with her. All right. Now I do. I, I'm going to do this. She's going to kill me. But we do have to ask Victoria, who is not Jewish, but has been part of the CJN Daily and uh, podcast since. Uh, April, um, you know, what do you make of uh, this Jewish story that, you know, you're learning about? Um... It's amazing starting this, how, like, how much I realized that I didn't know anything about Judaism whatsoever going into this. So, I mean, it's been a really great learning experience. It kind of has made me as a person who grew up in a very, like, not cultural, not religious, waspy background, pretty jealous, honestly, of all the like stuff going on, all the heritage and community. Um, and I don't know, I feel like my favorite stories to listen to and to research um, more so than anything are like the like the wacky Max story and stuff like that, kind of just the the stuff I wouldn't have thought of ever or really had like access to like learning about in a different uh, a different capacity. So that would probably be my answer for that. Um, but Ellen, I wanted to ask you, you didn't answer who your favorite guest was, but your favorite episode to work on was. And I'm actually really curious as your producer. 
the most favorite thing that I love to do is be like Susie reporter, which is what I did for so many years and go out into the community with a microphone. And because of COVID, we haven't been able to do that until now. So um, going to do deep investigative reporting about the end of Wacky Mac and having Avi's daughter part of it and, you know, getting in, I had to dress modestly with flat shoes and pantyhose so I wouldn't offend anybody. And, you know, I went into the religious stores and and spoke to them and and i mean it was that's what i did for my whole life as a reporter as a foreign correspondent so being out in the field again and and talking to real jewish people about things that are in their pantry was amazing and the second one was not so amazing i was at an event in toronto covering um the factory fire uh which burned uh in 1950 Toronto and killed nine workers who were all Holocaust survivors or Jewish immigrants. And there was an event and they were slagging the CJN in public on the microphone saying that we were fake news and we didn't know what we were covering. And they were actually slagging one of our amazing, most amazing reporters. And I thought, like, who are you people? You know, no one else was there. I was the only media covering this thing. No one else cared about this historic tragedy. And 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 then they 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 still treat us like like Trump goes and you know slags journalists. It was disgusting, and so many other community leaders were coming around and and sending emails saying I was shocked that that was done. So you know we think nobody's listening, and we think that we don't have a role, but we are doing groundbreaking stories that no. I mean besides Wacky Mac being discontinued, poor Avi's daughter, there's not going to be any left. But I mean groundbreaking stories. We have a, a mission to tell stories. Um, in, a, in a way that is, is nuanced and sensitive, but also hitting areas which the Jewish community needs to listen to. And to get garbage about people saying that we're making stories up is, it was shocking to me that they would even feel that about that. And that was my worst experience in the last hundred episodes. So thanks for asking. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this 100th episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. The episode's also been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. Attend their open house on November 10th. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. A heartfelt thanks to all the team at the CJN and thanks again to all of you listeners and to all the folks who support us. I do value your opinions and your feedback, so write to me at ebessner at thecjn.ca. That's E-B-E-S-S-N-E-R at thecjn, all one word, dot C-A. Let me know what we should cover as we go from 100 to 120 and beyond. And there will be a beyond. I'm thrilled to announce that the CJN Daily has been renewed for another six months. So today's listener shout out goes to our title sponsor, Metropia's Howard Sokolovsky of Toronto. And we'll close today's show with a clip when I tell you what I originally wanted to call the CJN Daily. You can go to the CJN's YouTube channel and enjoy our whole long podcaster palooza. My pod, our podcast name, it was going to be News by Jews or the Daily Spiel. But um, I just decided to be a mini Jewish New York Times Daily. Literally, I couldn't figure out a better way to say what we were. And I still like news by Jews, but uh, it ended up being the CJN Daily. That's our story. The Limud Toronto Festival takes place on Sunday, November 21st. Limud features educators, performers, authors, activists, and innovators from around the world. The Limud Festival of Jewish Learning celebrates creativity, diversity, inclusivity, and discussion. Everyone is welcome. All tickets to Limud are pay what you can. Learn more at limud.ca.